Welcome to Sports, 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 the constitutional originalists of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop Gentleman. Episode 161. How are we? Well, hopefully sounding a little bit well, better. Yeah, we got some microphones going here. Yep. Yeah, I can say this. You guys sound better for sure, but I'm wearing different headphones tonight. And I feel like I'm just talking louder than I was before because they're like, they're completely over the ear headphones. Yeah. And they're noise canceling. So I think I just sound in my head. I sound different. That's how I feel too. Also, like, I feel like you can hear when I breathe, just breathe. <laughs> well, yes. When you put in your mouth. mouth. It's because you have the microphone in your yeah. mouth, Rowdy. Yeah. I also That's got not... this. Uh, I don't know what this thing is called. It's a box. So I have. Here's here's my situation. I have Go. my mouth. My yeah. mouth goes into the microphone, which is one of our classic uh, Jet Belly Music provided uh, microphones. Uh, Real yes. beauty. That Didn't goes it? into my cord. The mm -hmm. cord connects into a red box that uh, our sound uh, guru Mikey gave us. Uh, I have also my headphones plugged into a bigger attachment to plug into that box and then i've got an orange cord that connects should connect to my computer but thanks to tim apple i now have to have that plug into a dongle that then plugs into my computer um so what's this button do How's, do i sound any better worse thumbs up thumbs down thumbs down big thumbs down buddy. okay let me un two thumbs down all right let me unpush that button okay how about that well, there you go buddy cool so yeah this is uh i mean it's only taken us the better part of a year to realize that we <laughs> didn't have to just use our uh computer yeah, computer microphones or head, headphone microphones. when was the last time we were in the studio it was like march or february, yeah, february or march, march yeah yeah i think i think it was january because we stopped in february right i don't know doesn't matter doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's been a long time. Yeah. So but now we have microphones again. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how this goes. We're still recording through cutting edge technology. Uh, Google. We're, we're taking we're taking a video call and just ripping it. Yeah. To, Google Hangouts. We're, we're uh, <laughs> uh, unlike uh, most of our personalities, according to our uh, with the sound, we're real incrementalists here. We're going to try to record this on Google Hangouts, and if that sucks, <laughs> then I guess we'll actually record our audio. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing act between because yeah. if we spend too much time editing the show, it just becomes we'll just quit a different beast, right? Exactly. So it yeah. it's really a balancing act of hopefully sounding somewhat okay, but also being able to edit the show in under ten minutes. Yeah, I think the lo-fi quality of the show is is like a fifth of our charm. Yeah, we're like the guided by voices of podcasts. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the, I, I would saw say them least, live once. 
I would say at least half the charm of the show is knowing that no one's listening. And that gives us a lot well, of freedom. Yeah, or those that do listen, they're not listening due to because of the sound quality. They're yeah, just listening yeah. probably because they're just masochists. And they got <laughs> right. an, hour, an hour a week to uh, feel the pain. There you go. Well, thanks for joining us for this hour. Uh, I don't even know how long we're into this. Do you guys want to talk about Steve Urkel at all? No? Great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's jump in. Uh, this is a sports podcast. We do talk about sports sometimes, most of the time. Uh, and that's what we're going to do now. Hey, Rowdy, how hey. about some sports? Well, okay. If you, <laughs> if, you, if you think we should, because the first headline this is, this is, not, a, is not a happy one. It is a positive headline, but it's not a happy yeah. headline. Nick Saban has mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID-19. Reed, how are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm not doing real well. Uh, you know, we've got a big game coming up this Saturday. Number two, Alabama versus number three, University of Georgia at Athens. Bulldogs coming to Tuscaloosa Saturday night, 8 o'clock kickoff. Sands, the greatest college football coach in the history of the universe, Nick Saban. Mm. Um, That's a bold statement, you know. Sir. I don't know if we've explored the entire universe to know. The known universe. There, How about okay. that? How about there I categorize go. it that way? Um, I agree with that. So, you know, I'm. one might say I'm prone to investigating conspiracy theories. Mm. And uh, it, as soon as I heard this news, uh, it made me think this is an odd time for coach Saban to get diagnosed with uh, the coronavirus right before the biggest game of the year um, mm. going up against uh, former defensive coordinator Kirby Smart and his Bulldog squad who the Bulldogs probably at this point have the best defense in the SEC although mm. after last week that's not saying much uh, the, it was Big 12 week. For those of you that are uh, diehard college football fans, it was Big 12 week in the SEC last week. Uh, it sure was. Alabama, Alabama Old Miss going up against old Lane Kiffin was the highest scoring regulation game in SEC history since they started recording records in 1932. Uh, so it was insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane game to watch, although Alabama scored – I think on seven consecutive possessions, they scored touchdowns to finally snuff out the uh, Mississippi State or uh, Ole Miss Rebels. So, Rowdy, I know you're uh, you're kind of into conspiracy theories too, and we heard yeah. from the commissioner earlier before we started recording, and he kind of touched on my initial thought. Uh, in terms of conspiracy theories, that uh, Coach Saban got some kind of anthrax-type letter from a Georgia fan sent to his office in Tuscaloosa that had COVID in it. Well, well no, perhaps no, he on. was infected by a, a a fan from Georgia. Wouldn't that have to be some sort of aerosol can if that were the case? Because the likelihood of spreading it w- with contact is low, so it has to be airborne to be most effective. You think well, this maybe is like it's a, one of those cards that have things that jump out of it or something? Or those like gift boxes that have things that jump out of it? 
who knows? It could have been very, uh, very sophisticated. Hmm. They probably have a decent engineering department over there at Georgia Athens, don't you think? Hmm. So you're Somebody telling me that. So you're telling me together. So you're telling me that the Rip Taylor of COVID came in and shot COVID confetti all over Nick Saban. Hey, <laughs> hey, that what you're it's telling within me? the realm of it's within the realm of possibility yeah. currently, sir. Yes, it's a greater than zero chance. Greater than zero chance. My other thinking is that uh, Lane Kiffin knew he was infected, and uh, during the pre and post game conversations with Saban, Kiff got the last laugh and infected the sixty nine year old Nick. Did Saban. they have? Did they have their masks up for these conversations? Nope. Uh, Saban sure had his. Oh, not the pregame. They did not. And, what? Uh, can't and they get Kiffin fined the for whole that? Time was wearing Kiffin the whole. No, this is the SEC football. They don't even require masks in the stands. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it's insane. So, I mean, it's very likely that uh, you know, just the twenty-five thousand breathing fans at the Ole Miss game uh, somehow infected. Saving. Just that, just that breath droplet condensation. Just that's right. Going well, and Kiff was wearing those, uh, just wearing like a, a handkerchief mask, like he was a, like he was a, a 19th century outlaw. He was a bandito stealing defensive uh, signals, yeah. is what he was doing. No, well, that's another conspiracy that we can go you're, down that trail if you like. You're welcome. Uh, my next conspiracy theory is that uh, I need to research to see if anyone sent anonymous Papa John's pizzas to um, <laughs> to the to Alabama Sports Complex because you know Dabo Sweeney loves Papa John pizzas and, mm -hmm. and uh, he's into buying the student body pizzas. So somebody might have sneezed on a pizza that somehow got into the complex. Also, but this is not. Uh, this is not great timing for Alabama. I don't think it will necessarily affect the game too much. I, I, um, I can foresee Coach Saban being on like a television on wheels that they're pushing around the practice field for the rest of the week, <laughs> like a robot. Yeah, players via satellite. He's definitely going to have an earpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever. So who's who's going to be the coach? Stand? Coming in, Sarkeesian. Now, hey, here's a crazy conspiracy Sark. theory. Going back to uh, a text that a text a, a, a tweet that I saw over the weekend, saying Auburn football fans are wearing plastic ponchos to protect them from the rain, but aren't wearing masks. Irony is dead. So could the conspiracy yeah. just be that people in Alabama aren't wearing masks or protecting themselves <laughs> well enough? Is that I just, that's am probably, I that's a, am I being that crazy? Be at the top of the list. That yeah, probably be at the top of the list. Yeah. Well, and well, and you know, I mean, thoughts and prayers out to Miss Terry. I hope she doesn't catch it from Coach Saban. You know, the real estate, the high end real estate market outside Tuscaloosa is going to suffer if Miss Terry goes down with the COVID. Oh, man. Well, the thing is, according to some sources, this may not be the first time Nick Saban has been infected. In an article no. dated March 14th of 2020, uh, it said that Nick Saban has contracted COVID 19 
uh, and said, it's likely that Saban will be directly responsible for dozens, if not hundreds of deaths across the state of Alabama over the coming weeks. <laughs> what's, what's your source? This is firenicksaban.com. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you know what, though? You bring up an interesting point because NPR reported earlier this week, I believe it was Monday, that we've gotten the first reinfection of COVID yeah, in right. the United States this week, which is the same week that Nick Saban gets it. And firenicksaban.co.uk.org. It's a .org, dot so you TV. can trust it. Dot .tv, yes. Yeah. <laughs> backslash, backslash. Uh, it's actually a Discord server. Uh, is the This news comes out at the same time. So maybe that's something. Maybe he did have it. Yeah, according to your source, he did. Uh, yeah. Now he has it again. Well, well this, they they said that he tested positive after eating bat soup at a market in Wuhan uh, oh. in February while, in while recruiting an assistant ball boy. <laughs> uh, what he should well, have been recruiting is a kicker. There you go. Hey, uh, actually, the kicking's not bad this year. But yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If he was in Wuhan looking for a kicker, it was worth getting the corona. Uh, <laughs> the thing I'm very concerned about is I have heard no reports of a of a private jet with uh, University of Alabama tail numbers heading straight for Walter Reed Hospital because let's just get this treated and get him back on the field by Saturday. Don't be scared of yeah. it. Get this What's wonderful this? treatment at Walter yeah, Reed. Get on. pumped up full of roids and make some tackles yourself, coach. Let's do with the this. With the drugs and knowledge we have now, drugs and knowledge, yeah. we got this. Yeah, Drugs and knowledge, everybody's going to get it. Give it to everybody. Don't be afraid. Don't let it control you. Get mm. over it, coach, and get back on that sideline. We do have to protect our most vulnerable. Some people call you the most vulnerable. I don't feel vulnerable, but some people say right. most vulnerable. I don't think you're vulnerable. I think you're the strongest, but you know we have to protect those people that some people say are most vulnerable. I mean, Coach Saban's probably immune. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you think you, you think so? <laughs> you think it doesn't affect people under five foot eight, so he should be fine? <laughs> well, they say children aren't as susceptible, so yeah. I thought that was directly correlated with height. With height, yes. <laughs> I've seen nothing that contradicts that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what's your take? This, I mean... It's What's not good, I, I, but, but I, I kind of feel like the team's going to get up for this, especially mm. coming off that lackluster performance on the defense last week. I mean, if any time is, if any time is right, the time is now to ball out on defense for an ailing coach. The, the other thing is, man, on Halloween, he turned 69. He's no spring chicken. Oh, uh, nice. He, he has I don't a like... I don't Halloween like this birthday. at all. Yeah, uh, he does. He was born on the thirty-first. So if 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 so, summon those spirits and get back out on the field. If I'm Kirby Smart, if I yeah, put something in your cauldron, get it hot, nice and hot. Yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll cure what ails. It'll break up whatever yeah. mucus you may have down in that respiratory system. Hey, if I'm Kirby Smart, former assistant. And I beat right. an Alabama team, a Nick Saban-led Alabama team, but Nick Saban's not there. Does that count as a win against Nick Saban? Nope. Sure doesn't. Sure you don't doesn't. Think so? 
No? Gotta so be this might actually be, I mean... So he might have actually... So here's the conspiracy. He's the robbing cons- people of their glory. Of their chance to be the assistant who beats Nick Saban. Yeah. Oh, so Nick, you think he doesn't Nick feel Saban's good about the... He doesn't feel good about the Kirby matchup, so he's just going to bail out with COVID. Yeah, sandbagging, Mm. sandbagging. Mm. That's what's happening. Yeah. Wait, are all SEC coaches former Nick Saban assistants? Uh, Like four or five of them are. Weird. Georgia, Florida, Hmm. Ole Miss, Tennessee, South Carolina. Not Florida, South Carolina. It used to be Florida, and that may be it right now. Also in the SEC, Vanderbilt, Tennessee is canceled. I know as is LSU, Florida. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Canceling that Vandy, Missouri game is a huge loss, huge blow to the hey, league. Missouri, Missouri doesn't look half bad this year. All right, what else we got? But yes, historically bad. You don't want to hear. Oh, I mean, I had like eight or nine other conspiracies. Yeah, oh, you do. It's run them, run them down no, real I, quick. I, oh, I really okay. don't. I had. I'm. I'm working on an Ohio State one, but I haven't fleshed it out. Yet. <laughs> you haven't figured it out exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, next up. What else they got to do? Uh, LSU versus Florida has been postponed. Yeah, this was interesting because Dan Mullins, head coach of the Florida Gators, who got their butts whipped over in College Station at, uh, at Texas A&M last week, in his Texas post-game press conference, his post-game fr- press conference, he was bent out of shape because all of the cadets at uh, A&M were behind the Florida bench, hooting and hollering and waving their towels and doing everything. And he said, I think crowd noise had a lot to do with it. And, you know, our governor, our governor's passed a law that said we can open up and we can have fans in the NFL and college stadiums. And I, and I really hope that the uh, Florida administration uh, takes the governor's advice and follows the governor's new law that he just passed and fills up the swamp with 90,000 fans. And then you hear, because they're doing all these post-game uh, interviews like via Skype or whatever, and then you just hear this little tinny voice go, Coach, you hope there are 90,000 people at the game on Saturday? He goes, yeah, I hope they pack that thing out. The governor passed the law. We can have 90,000 fans in the seats at the swamp. I'm thinking, good uh... God. And that's not even a good Dan Mullins impression. He's more skeeter than that. Jeez, this guy. <laughs> so, like, I mean, again, Florida. I'll, what is I'll, going on in Florida? I'll, I'll go back to it. Maybe the conspiracy theory is that there's nobody's wearing a mask and nobody is distancing themselves from other people. Yeah, yeah. It seems crazy, but just follow the thread. What do you do, Rowdy? You just put down the dots and you'll let. Yeah, we can let people connect. Want. Now, now he did. This morning, say this was before the game was canceled. He did backtrack. Who's this, Dan state. Yeah. So he said, uh, "Let me do his Skeeter voice." <laughs> Whatever our local health officials come out and say, this is the number of people that we're going to allow at the game right now. That I want to encourage these people to come in, bring the energy, bring the excitement in the stadium, and help our team win. That didn't make any sense. That statement did not make any sense. Mm-mm. No. At all, right? 
Not um, even for coach speak. Okay. Coach speak, so even in coach he speak. so he said nothing right. in that first section, and then he he later said that his uh, statement was his initial statement wasn't intended to be a demand for increased attendance, and he said, "I certainly apologize if sure? I offended people." I, that I'm was pretty sure when you say, "I hope <laughs> the administration of the university heeds the governor's new law and packs the stadium." is a demand to have 90,000 people in the seats. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it maybe it was just a strong suggestion. <laughs> just a strong uh, suggestion by, by the highest paid employee of the state. Right. First of all, if you think you got beat at Texas A&M because of your crowd, then you probably need to look at a little more tape. Uh, because the crowd don't play, first off. I mean, like I understand a- crowd noise makes a difference in terms of hard counts and things like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. dude, uh, pretty sure A and M worked your defense there, Coach Mullins. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should focus on that a little bit. Agreed. What else we got? <sighs> yes, um, this is not going to end well. Well, let's move to pro it's football. It's not going to end at all. It's not going to end at all. We're it's we're never going to. It's just going to. It's it's going to be over, but it's not going to end. There'll be no conclusion to this year. Look, man, we're batting a thousand. Every single prediction we've had about the way COVID's going to uh, going to end sports this year has been correct. Yeah. And also, so <laughs> so there's not going to be college football. We're not going to have college football through November. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rowdy can i tease it oh and then i gotta add uh i gotta add rowdy to my conspiracy theories now you know you just happen to know the zip code of tuscaloosa off the top of your head rowdy hey don't worry about it <laughs> also uh you can't uh you know how they do the little like uh hand wiping thing at the airports for like explosive that, that doesn't apply to anthrax does it <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, do- are anthrax symptoms the same as COVID? Well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> or too many questions are asked. Yeah, yeah, a lot of questions starting to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next up, let's move oh, to pro man. football. Okay. Le'Veon has been released by the Jets. That's right, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Their big free agent acquisition last year uh, for the uh, now in 2020 0-5 Jets, Le'Veon Bell, uh, was released on Tuesday after a 19-month stint in New York. He made just north of $28 million. This happened a little after Tuesday, a little uh, in, in the evening of Tuesday. After a meeting he had with Adam Gase, the terrible head coach, of the New York Jets uh, that said that Gase and the GM gave Bell and his uh, his agent permission to seek a trade. Obviously, no one was going to take on that contract. Uh, and subsequently, because of the way the contract was structured, they figured it'd just be best if they released him now. What I find most interesting about that contract is He's still guaranteed a six, I believe a $6 million bonus this, this Thursday. Wow. 
Now he's a he's a veteran, so he is released immediately. There's no waivers. He can sign anywhere he wants. Huh. Any of that, any amount he signs will come off of that remaining six million dollars that he's owed by the team. So that just means he has to go out and sign a uh, prorated minimum uh, contract and will be picked up. Could he just sit out the rest of this year? He can sit out the rest of the year and he still gets $6 million. Yeah. Does not have to play a down, gets the $6 million. Okay. Now, something, the reason, from what I'm hearing, what people are telling me, what they're saying, uh, that this was so hard. Uh, to move that he was so hard to move that he was to find a trade partner is because he has an $8 million injury guarantee for 2021. So he's already been injured. Yep. Yep. So he's only played two games this year and he's only carried the ball, I think 19 times. So if he's injured, he has an $8 million guarantee so knowing the Jets, knowing that they were not going to carry him into 2021 because of this, then they didn't want him to get injured in 2020 and then have that carry over where, you know, if he can't play game one, then that $8 million guarantee kicks in. They just released him. So it's, it's crazy that in hmm. 18 games, he played 18 games and he made about $28 million. Now, if you remember, he sat out all of 20. I know, Rowdy, you remember this. He sat out all of 2018 because he was looking for a big contract. Like Why did you car- say I remember that? Oh, you would remember because you're a huge uh, Le'Veon Bell fan. <laughs> yeah, I had to you, Google him. You know, you like to follow all this NFL free agency, and I know that about you. I know right. that this is the most – like for you, right. following the contracts and the, the, the little picadellas of the contracts. Is, oh, yeah. Is it's what, the minutia uh, that he gave to. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he sat all, all of 2018 to get this four year, $52.5 million contract with the Jets. What he was looking for in that time was a contract that would be on par with what the wide receivers, like the top wide receivers of the league, would be getting. So for those 16 games, you'd be looking at like a DeAndre Hopkins size contract. And I think he just signed an extension. If I, if I remember right, he signed a two-year, $54.5 million extension. So that comes out to about $27 million per season. Well, 18 games is just a little more than than 16 games, which is a season. And Le'Veon Bell made $28 million. So in the end, That's he crazy. got exactly the amount of money he wanted for about the amount of time he wanted to spend playing. And now he's a free agent and he can go wherever he wants. And then next year he'll probably sign another contract. Where's he going? Yeah. Where do you think he's going? Well, Matt Nagy from the Chicago bears uh, is apparently interested. Uh, so that could happen. They have right now. They have David Montgomery, who's not playing bad, uh, but he's um, he in the past couple games he hasn't been playing well. Tariq Cohen's the backup. He's looked terrible, and Kaderil Patterson is a is a converted wide receiver. So I think Chicago's the number one pick. I'm also hearing people are telling me they're saying Kansas City, which would be insane. 
because then you'd have Clyde that's Edwards. That's insane. Yeah, Clyde the Glide, like, Le'Veon's not going to sit behind that guy. Oh, he absolutely is for $6 million. No, he would on that, well, uh, for $6 million he might, but he's got a, uh, Le'Veon's got a toot, man. I, I think he's a, I think he's not the, uh, the uh, greatest guy in the locker room. Yeah, but you don't think the Kool-Aid man, Andy Reid, can take care of that? He he can take care of that. Well, he, he he's might. known as what if he goes to? Uh, yeah, I think. What about I, back to the Steelers? The only thing that makes sense about Kansas City to me is that for some reason, reason Ceh cannot get in uh, in the end zone inside the five yard line. I mean, that first game he was stopped three times inside the five. So yeah, you're probably looking for a big back who can go who can get into the end zone. And yeah. if that's the case, that's going to be terrible for my fantasy team. Uh, so I, I don't want to see that. Yes, I think it's definitely possible that Pittsburgh could pick him up and either and be behind the Connor, mm-hmm, or play behind James Conner, who replaced him. Yeah. But yeah. It, James Conner's averaging five yards per carry or uh, uh, because, well, because Benny Snell's not looking good. And then they have two right. other running backs also rands so i'd be surprised if he goes back to pittsburgh because it's not like a lot of that front office has changed but he like a little bad blood still yeah there might be some bad blood but i mean it was funny is this kind of thing always happens in baseball like you get teams that will cut a guy or trade a guy with like in july but then re-sign him next year so yeah, I, I don't. You don't really see this in football, but it could be. It could be. The other one's Cleveland because I know Chubb's out. San Francisco, but Mostert's been fine when he's healthy. Um, what about L.A. Uh, because Eckler's out. Oh, the LA Chargers. Rams. You or the Chargers. Chargers? Yeah, sorry, Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good fit too. The Chargers or the Dolphins would be good fits. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Miles Gaskin, I think he's a second, yeah, he's second year. He's getting most of the carries down there. I think he's playing like almost 80% of the snaps. Yeah. yeah. So you need somebody to like, Matt Breed is a bust. Uh, Jordan Howard's right. a bust. So get uh, get uh, Bell in there for like 250 grand. Right. So I, I, to me, the ones that make the most sense are the Bears and the Dolphins. If I were going to pick the two. Bears is intriguing. That could really that could really uh, improve the Bears significantly. Yeah, I mean they're four and one. They don't. They're one of those yeah. teams that just need a little bit. Um, yeah. And when you're playing two quarterbacks as bad as they have, you really don't have any quarterbacks. So you need a run game. Go ahead and do. I think he's done. Yep, I, that, you know that's that's my other he thought. He could be. He's got the coin. Well, and and here's the deal. I think he's going to start pursuing his real passion, which is Super Smash Brothers. Oh, is he a Smash Brothers player? He is not only a Smash Brothers player. He also in um, May hosted the Box, which is the largest Smash Ultimate tournament ever. Uh, I think. Before this, the biggest Smash Smash Brothers tournament had been like three thousand players. This was over eight thousand players. Um, wow! 
so basically this got started when he's he's a big smash smash bros fan and Mm -hmm. he actually showed up to a tournament uh in ohio back in january just like a local tournament um and actually did pretty well had had his photo taken with some other players that were that were there uh but back in mid-april he he posted on an instagram story i'm thinking about doing a battle arena tournament and having a nice prize for the winner what you think uh and then reposted on twitter saying winner gets a thousand dollars um now I guess background for people who have no idea what Smash Brothers is, it's basically it's a Nintendo fighting game, but it's like every Nintendo character plus like they just added Minecraft characters. There's like Sonic the Hedgehog, like Mega Man, which uh, Levion's preferred character is uh, Mega Man. That's yep. what I was going to ask. What's his yep. preferred? He always monster? he always fights as, as Mega Man. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, um, so, so he actually his tweet was seen by this guy, uh, one, the uh, Biedma, who is known as Hungry Box, and he is one that he's been like the top Smash player in the world like three times. And so he he is represented by this group called Team Liquid that represents a bunch of esports people, and so they work to put this thing together. And so instead of a one thousand dollar grand prize, it was ten thousand dollars, and instead of this small little thing, it ended up being the biggest one ever. So and he actually apparently did pretty well. His record was seven two. Uh, his uh, he his seven two what. Uh, seven to uh, seven wins, two losses. Um, seven and two. Yeah. So he he out of eight thousand, he he made it down to uh, he was he was he made it down to the round of two hundred fifty six. So mm. that's pretty good. Like he was actually doing as well as some of the actual pros. So I mean, I feel like this could actually give him the the free time he needs to. Up, up his game, continue to up his so, game. And... So what it sounds like is the New York Jets are going to pay him $6 million for the rest of 2020 so he can sit in his house and play Super Smash Brothers. Yes. That is a pretty good contract for a professional gamer. So I think I it's think a great it. contract for humanity. Yeah. Mm. Isn't he also a uh, rapist? Uh, what now? I think the preferred term is rapperist, but yes. Oh, rapperist. There it is. I'm glad you went yeah. with a sh- short A instead of a long A for that one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we, um, like, therapist? Um, isn't he, <laughs> what, didn't we cover him on our um, on our sports music uh, episode? Yeah, I believe oh, so. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So he might be laying down some tracks, too. Mm. I think six million dollars would also be more than he's ever made as a as a rapist. Uh, I would I would concur with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. That is, he's a smash. He's, no he's got a, he's got a lot of passions. Mm-hmm. So got some options. I think again, this should just free him up to do what he wants. Why not? Eastern Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Michigan Where'd State. He go? Michigan, Michigan State. State, there it is. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. 
<laughs> just yeah. work work yourself through the work yourself through the whole state. Uh, all the directions, and yeah. then I'll go through all those. So in other in other NFL news, what's uh, what's going on with uh, Mr. Tommy Brady? Uh, see, the the headline just says "Poor Sport." Tommy Brady can't count. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Tom Brady, uh, Tom Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Tampa Brady Tom. was playing the um, on Thursday night was playing the Bears, the aforementioned Bears. Um, who currently, Rowdy, have a quarterback by the name of Nick Foles who played for the Philadelphia Eagles the year they beat um, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So it's uh, the end of the game, fourth down, got to get a first down. Tom throws it away, and Chicago, or it gets batted down, actually, I think. And the Chicago players start celebrating, and Tom's just standing in the middle of the field by himself with four fingers in the air saying, what the hell's going on? Fourth down, fourth down. Sorry, Tommy, that was fourth down. A mistake that would, <laughs> I would argue would never have been made under a Belichick coach team in, uh, in New England. He would always know what down is. So maybe it was a bit of a senior moment for, uh, for old Tommy there. But the uh, bigger story is that he he's 43. Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting up there. He's and, you know, up. I mean, when you don't eat nightshade, maybe that affects your memory. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how all those en enzymes work. But uh -huh. um, so after the game, he did not go to the center of the field and shake the uh, hands of Nick Foles. So he's a little poor sport, too. Not only mm -hmm. did he have a senior moment and chuck one of those uh, – Microsoft tablets across the bench, but uh, he didn't go out there and shake the hand of the guy that put the beat down on him uh, Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yep, and this is—I mean, he this falls in a long line of of uh, late game screw ups. The one that pops to my mind is when uh, again Michigan man Chris Weber called timeout oh, in the NCAA yes. championship game. His sophomore technical year, I can't foul. remember. Yep, technical foul because he didn't have a timeout. Uh, allowed uh, UNC to get the ball back and gave them the national title. So that's the one that pops to mind. Another Michigan man doesn't know what's going on at the end of the game. Undisciplined. 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 And then was it last year? Two years. Two years ago. Two. Yeah, two years ago. J.R. Smith. At the end of that finals game, I don't remember which I mean, it was against Golden State, but I don't remember which game it was. Uh, he got the rebound off of that uh, off of that free throw, and instead of going back up, he thought that the Cavaliers had the lead. Remember, and he dribbled out, and right. LeBron James right. was like <laughs> like trying to air traffic controller him back in. Like, what are you doing? Get. <laughs> He's just dribbling around, ready to take his shirt off. So, yep. Yep. And then they and oh, uh, so that let's see, that was I don't remember. Was that the year they they lost it? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think, they, I think I, so. I, so they lost one, 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 lost one. Yeah. So 2018, they lost it. So I I blame J.R. Smith. Well, in any less Miles coach team, time management mm -hmm. is always uh, poor to very poor. So, yeah, it, it is uh, quite frustrating when these guys are making tens of millions of dollars, tens, tens of thousands of dollars per game minute, 
and they don't really seem to know what's going on. Oh, do you remember uh, this? Is, like, I have a vague memory of this, but I used to listen to this podcast who had a uh, Bill Connolly, who was a Missouri grad. So he would talk about this. The Colorado Missouri game from 1990, mm -hmm. where Colorado got an extra down because they forgot to reset the down markers. So <laughs> yep. they got two, they have they, five downs. They had five downs. So they have the famous fifth <laughs> down. And Colorado won the yep. national championship that year. They won the title. Sure did. Yeah. Yep. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. They got buffaloed. Missouri it's it's got buffaloed. one thing when it's an officiating mistake, that's even more inexcusable, I think. But I mean, I, I I saw that this Tom Brady play live where he was just looking around befuddled with four fingers in the air. And I just thought, you idiot. I love this so much. This is the, the tides have finally turned. I feel bad for B.A., Bruce Arians. I like Bruce Arians, but and mm -hmm. Brady still looks looks really, really good this season. But that was delicious. And that he was just so bent out of shape. And it was Nick Foles again. Nick Foles got old uh, Tommy Brady's number. Yeah, Tommy's <laughs> number. And I was surprised. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. It's, he's a Michigan man, but I was surprised that he didn't go to to center to the center of the field and shake his hand. Yeah, this seems a little odd. Seems like what? Well, and yeah. why? What? What are you so sour about? That was years ago. Right. You, you lost. You have six rings. Right. What, What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the great thing is, is Nick Foles beat him in the Super Bowl as a backup and then beat him as uh, in the regular season this year as the backup for uh, Chicago. Nick mm, Foles wow. hasn't been a starter in uh, a consistent mm -hmm. starter in years. Nick Foles is all cool on the back. Yeah. He comes in, get it, gets it done. Philly special style. So, yeah, I thought that was a that was an interesting story this week just because he was just turned into a little pouty uh, pouty turd out there with four fingers in the air, just like Tom Brady really is. We, we all saw it. Everyone sees it now. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of pouty turd, seeing it now. Haters. 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 Daters, that's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Smothered, covered, chopped, and chewed. Rowdy. Yes. <laughs> hey, Rowdy, how you doing this week, buddy? You seem a little down. How's your tea? High tea, low tea? Where are we at? Where are we at with the tea? Man, I just I took the day off work today and went on bike rides and hikes and all, mm -hmm. all you know, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd say I, I, it's a very high tea day, uh -huh. but I've used up my tea supply. So, gotcha. but I'm sure you're, you're going to give me some good news about how good I did with my sports picks last week, that that's going to be the, uh, the boost I need. Buddy, I got to tell you, I got some great news for you. Fantastic. So you came into the week, uh, let me let me just check this here. Yep, you came in ten and five into, or is that wow. right? Yeah, into the week. Okay. So you're doing pretty good. Seventy five percent or seventy sixty six percent. I'd take that. That's some good winning. So last week you had five games you picked, just like always. And you know, I'd say on the 
Well, let me just, I'll break it to you slow. So your first okay. game was Thursday. It was Tampa Bay, Chicago. You picked, uh, was this right? Did they play this? They did play this, but that was right. They moved the game. This is great radio. Um, I forgot. Well, I forgot that they we we said it was Thursday, and it ended up not being on Thursday. You picked Chicago to win. They did win. Cool. And they were, but they only won by one uh, point. Don't butt me. That's fine. That's still a win. No, it's it. Well, it is it's a win. Still a win. It it's is a win. win. They won. Win. Did they win? It's a win because did the confetti fall and everyone celebrate at the end of the game? All they the Chicago were, people Tom were happy. Brady went into the locker room, been out of shape. They were a three and a half point underdog, so you you had a head start there, three and a half points, but they won yep. the game outright, so that yeah. is going to count as a win. Fantastic! How was my next game? How was the next game? The next game was Las Vegas going to Kansas City. You picked Kansas City as a thirteen point favorite. Las Vegas won, so they won forty to thirty two. So that's a loss. There's nothing to fight about there. They lost okay. outright. Sunday, prime That was time. a great game. Sunday, 4 o'clock, Indianapolis goes to Cleveland. Cleveland was a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home. You picked Indy. Cleveland pulled it out, 32-23. So that's going to be a loss as well. Again, you just picked the wrong team. all right. Team. That's okay. You that's just, all right. You, there's nothing you can do there. You picked the wrong team. Sunday, Minnesota-Seattle. You picked Seattle to win it. As a seven-point favorite, they Seattle won the game, but they only won by one point. So that's going to be a loss because they did not cover the spread. And then they're silent uh, because that was a weird game too. Yeah, wait, very who weird. won? The team that Seattle. I picked won. The, the team you picked won. That yes. is correct. They won Let's by just go one, with that. but not by enough. But not by enough. So uh, here I go. Let me just. We don't have oh, to get into this. This? this is just are dumb. This, this is just dumb. <laughs> it's not dumb. It's a head start. You have kids. You know how heads. I did. I like your head start analogy. I think this could work. I think. How this do you mean head a head start? start? Thing could work. Okay, explain your head start analogy. So let's use the Minnesota Seattle. Seattle is the favorite, so they say they're the, they're the big kid the, who says, "Hey, little kid, I'm going to race you." I'll give you a seven-second head start. So okay. Minnesota says, I'll do it. So they get seven seconds ahead. Now, to win the race, they can't just run faster head-to-head. They actually have to pass Minnesota after Minnesota had started seven seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what the spread is. It starts... But instead of starting at zero zero, it starts Minnesota zero, Seattle negative seven. So they have okay. to they have to score more points to cover that spread and win the game. And this is more fun for some people to do this, it this way. Is, <laughs> this evens the playing field, so they so there's money on both sides of the bet. Is it because okay? So is it is it getting back to hmm? Is it getting back to probability theory, where by setting that back we get each team closer to a fifty-fifty result? Yes, you could think of it like that. Okay, well, if you put it in terms of probability theory, oh, that's starting. I mean, it's only been 
it's only been three three plus years. We should have just been talking probability theory. But yeah. it's not. But, but it's in not, terms I can understand. But it's not pro- just probability. The spread is not based on pro. It start. It may start there, but it's. Why don't they call it a handicap? They do call it a handicap. Why do they call it a spread? Because that's the difference in points that you need to make up. The spread. But, but it's a handicap. Same thing. Didn't say First handicap. Of all, we don't do probability theory on this show. We do outcome theory. Or, sorry, outcome theory. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, and calling it a handicap sounds pretty like ableist. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to call it a spread. It's the easiest thing to call it, man. It's as spread. I sit here uh, sitting crisscross applesauce. Yes, I'm discovering go. that. Are are we replacing the term handicap in? I mean, I'm totally fine with that if if we are. Uh, but is that a term that's going away? Like the PGA might have something to say about this. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sure. finally, Monday, the Chargers went to New Orleans <laughs> with a seven and a half point spread. You picked New Orleans. Yeah. So they had to go, it's like starting zero to seven and a half. So they have to win by eight. They did not do that. They won in overtime 30 to 27. So even though you picked the winner, you did not get the win. So you were one and four for last week, Rowdy. So it wasn't a great week for you. So when you go to place these bets, you Mm. don't just say, I'm bet, like if I'm going to my, what do I call it? Bookie. Your bookie. Sports book. My sports book? Yeah. I don't I like don't just go to the who's your park to the sports book. I wouldn't walk up to them and say, I'm going to bet that New Orleans wins this game. They would say, Do you want to bet that New Orleans will cover this spread? Yeah, no, you just you would say, give me New Orleans on the money line or New Orleans minus seven and a half. So that money line just if money line though just means the winner is the winner. Outright winner. It means it means the winner is the winner, but it means that for a certain amount of money, you would, uh, depending on if it's negative or positive, that's how much you would have to wager to get the amount back. So, like, let's say on that, well, I could use I could use a game this week. Uh, Chicago at Carolina, the money line is Carolina negative 125. That means if I'm going to bet Carolina, I have to bet $125 to get $100 back. But it's Chicago plus 105, which means if I bet $100, I'll get 105. That, see, and silence again. Well, is, it, that's my, is, is my sound, is there a delay in my no, sound? That's, no, there's no <laughs> delay. I just think maybe we should just ban betting i don't think it's good for anyone friend you're on the wrong side of history and you're definitely about yeah, 11 months too late. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean this has got to be as a as a dyed in the wool libertarian this has to be a surprising statement to hear from me right yes very much so Absolutely. So here and it's well, surprising, I mean, and it's a and it's a surprising thing to be announcing on uh, one of the top libertarian sports podcasts. Yes, right? after thinking As about a libertarian, it. though, you should be able you should be used to picking sides because you're just standing on a fence. 
So you got to pick what side, what side you're going to jump off on. Right. Or you just live on the fence. Yeah, there you go. As a libertarian, that's a strange thing for you to say, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you know I would me. expect a fellow libertarian to say. Yeah, yeah well, uh, and, I have and a bad as a on that one. As a libertarian, I can tell you haven't thought about this very long. <laughs> <laughs> so here are your here are your choices for for this oh week's God. game. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Detroit goes all the way to Jacksonville where they can pack 90,000 into the swamp so they can surely pack 68,000 into Jacksonville, including the in-stadium jacuzzis. Yes. Yeah. Get that pool yeah. in there, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to win this. You've got Jacksonville. Now they're a three-point oh. underdog. Does that mean anything to you? No, probably okay, not. Okay, wait. So that means they have to win... They have to not only okay. They have to not only win the game. They have to win by three more points than what? No, they're an underdog. You're gonna love this. They're an underdog, which means not only do they not have not. It's not that they have to win. It's that they have to not lose by four or more. So they get the head start, Rowdy. They're starting. They're so, starting. Okay, so they can still. Face. <laughs> They can lose. They it's can like lose. Smoke coming out of his ears. They can lose by two, and you pick Jacksonville, and you win. Let Let me say that again. They could lose by I two. Get, yeah. And and you pick Jacksonville, but right. you win. So the, the opposite of what I always do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I'm going to go with Detroit on this one. Okay. Okay. So Detroit, That's a better so, pick, anyway. So Detroit has to win by more than three. They have to win by four or I more. I get it. Okay. Well, I don't sure? know if I get it, but let's move on to the next team. <laughs> okay. 1 a.m. 1, 1 a.m. 1 a.m.? It, it, it might turn into that. We don't know. If things are getting weird. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Sunday, 1 p.m., Cincinnati comes to Wednesday Indianapolis. Wednesday at 427. <laughs> yes. Indianapolis and the Phillip Rivers-led offense uh, and their spectacular defense, top five. Uh, goes against Cincinnati. There, they are an eight-point favorite. Indianapolis is at home. Who uh, you got? Yeah, it's gonna be Indianapolis. Okay. Wait. Okay. But yeah, yeah. that means they have to win by nine. Yes. <sighs> win by nine. Nine or more. You know what? I'm gonna I'm that's gonna good, go with that's good pick. What? Indianapolis, Indianapolis is, a good pick? is a good pick. Yeah. No, that's man. A good pick. Okay. Cincinnati's you, terrible. The, the, let's, go with, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to put my thinking cap on for the next one though. So the over under on that game is. I don't want to, I, I want to hear that. The, I'm, the low, it's going to be low scoring. All right. So we're coming back to this one. Or are you going Indy? No, it's going Indy. Yeah. Okay. Sunday primetime, the Los Angeles Rams go all the way to San Francisco to take on the backup. San Francisco is a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home. I picked a lot of underdogs this, this round. Who, Rowdy, who you got? Okay, so San Francisco. San Francisco is a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. That means they can lose the game by three 
and still win the bet. I'm going to go with the underdog on this one. Home dog. Got it. San Francisco. Monday, we've got two Monday games. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs going to Buffalo. It's going to be the Chiefs. Okay. That's not a bad one. I got three and a half on the line on that one with uh, 57 and a half as the over-under. So they're looking for a high-scoring game in Hmm. Buffalo. And Boy, finally, Trash Allen throwing frozen ropes right to the defense. Uh, Arizona <laughs> goes to Dallas. Uh, Dallas, uh, with their new quarterback, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, is a two point underdog at home. Rowdy, who you got? Well, I think this guy's probably got something to prove. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Dallas. Okay. America's team, right? That's America's team, the Cowboys. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys. That's okay. right. Yeah, let's go with them. That is uh, – that's that's a pick. Okay, so this week you've got Detroit going to Jacksonville. you got Detroit negative uh, – negative three. Minus three. Cincinnati goes to Indy. You've got Indy with the eight points laying them down. The Rams go to San Francisco. You pick San Francisco as the home dog. Kansas City goes and Buffalo goes to Buffalo. You pick Kansas City minus three and a half. And Arizona going to Dallas. You've got Dallas as the home dog with two. Rowdy, do you want to tease these? Nah. Okay, good choice. They've had a hard enough week. <laughs> they have. All this shuffling around. Games going every which way, guys. Two Monday night games, no Thursday game. What's going on? And finally, Bron Bron has won his fourth title. He's the greatest ever. That's all I have to say. He's the greatest oh ever. Here we go. What is four titles? He's the greatest ever. Four out of ten is pretty good. And he's 35 years old, and he's going to probably play for another eight years. You think he's but done they, it for? They'll also get 11 out of 11. Yeah, but he also had Michael a bad hour. Six out of he six. He didn't have Tyron Lou and Eric Spolstra and uh, <laughs> Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. That's because he is the coach. Every yeah. team he's on, he's the coach. You're right. He has these kind of vanilla coaches. And, I mean, of course L.A. was going to win. Not only did they have LeBron, but they had a former Pacers coach. Yep. So it was destined. Yep. And I that, like how everybody, too, even our headline, LeBron wins. It doesn't say the L.A. Lakers win their 19th championship or whatever it is. It's everybody says LeBron won. That's telling. He put the team together. He handpicked the team. He got Anthony Davis. He got J.R. Smith. He got Barack Obama to let him keep playing. He got Bar- Yes, exactly. He's got the whole uh, DNC backing him up. What did Jimmy Butler do? Just drag the heat all the way to the finals. Pulls out two games. Yeah. But again, LeBron Single James just too, much, just too much. Just if you uh, want to- Isn't it interesting, too, that L.A. was one of only two teams that signed the letter that they did not want to play this season? Yeah, that's a good point. It was both L.A. teams, right? That they didn't I'm pretty sure it was the, char- or the Clippers as well. Uh, Rowdy, where did the Lakers stay? Did they stay in the nice hotel, the nice new hotel? Yep. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So they had everything lined up 
for them. Yes, that is true, sir. Hmm. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I turned congratulations it off. to the loss. They won by like 35 in game six. That, that was the most disappointing elimination game I've ever seen in playoff basketball, I think. It was over in the first quarter. Yeah, the, the Heat actually came back once the Lakers started playing uh, their kids. It was 106-93 at the end of it. Speaking of kids, did you see that picture of uh, uh, future Hall of Famer Rajon Rondo's kid coming out? Rondo's sitting in the middle of the no. – uh, he's sitting in the middle of the court just like taking it all in. I think he has his, his phone out kind of taking a video, and he's got two bottles of champagne in between his legs. He's sitting with his legs out, two bottles of champagne, and his kid couldn't be more than, I don't know, nine, probably six or seven, just as like Rondo goes to do his panoramic and turns one direction. Kid just reaches over, grabs a champagne bottle, and takes a swig. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, maybe that's it was good. just sparkling grape juice. That's that's Rondo's yeah, kid right no there. Speech it in. I do so. like Rondo. He was the only saving grace for me as far as that Lakers team went. I do, and I always will like Rajon Rondo. Yep. So is that it? Did we do it? Did we do sports? I think we I think did so. sports this week. All right, that's it. We did it. We did sports. Uh, The greatest libertarian sports podcast this week. (laughs) We want to thank a good libertarian minister of sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Casburn, and uh, master of ceremonies for all of our libertarian conventions, food editor, Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy and libertarian this week is... The honorary ball boy this week is the greatest Spanish tennis player in the history of the known universe. Rafa Nadal wins his 13th French Open in the last 15 years, tying Roger Federer with 20 Grand Slam titles overall. He beat the majority owner in the Floby Hair Company, Novak Djokovic, 6 0 6 Straight set victory for Rafa Nadal. He's not the greatest. He's lost two. He's been there 15 times. He's lost two. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email <laughs> us at sports, sports, sports. Hey, Michael Jordan never lost a French Open. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email <laughs> us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss and don't forget to rate us and subscribe new episodes will be there every thursday where we will ask how about some sports jorgensen for president